This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com
Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, September the 13th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast bringing you the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether that's WWE, AEW, or any other promotion, we cover everything that's happening in your favorite promotion with your favorite superstars. Whether it's happening behind the curtain or it's in the squared circle, we're here to bring you a comprehensive outlook of everything that is making headlines in the world of wrestling. This podcast is on a daily and it's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Starting over on e-wrestling news, Ryan Clark is making news. DDP reacts to the backstage drama in AEW, and he talks about the locker room and so much more. During the latest edition of the DDP Snake Pit podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page commented on CM Puck's wild rant at the post-AEW media scrum. Now his thoughts on the locker room and so much more. This is what Page had to say. Politics, egos, and people getting their feelings hurt and guys saying stuff and going into business for themselves. That's part of the business, and it happens. You don't see that happen in WWE very often, but you did definitely see it in WCW. Now, Dallas would go on to talk more about Punk's rant at the All Out Media Scrum. He would say, It was entertaining to watch. He's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve and says what he really feels, and he really feels like he's worked hard for him in the past. Now, I don't know if it's going to work for him moving forward. I saw when WCW was getting towards the end, Punk's always been that type of guy who says what he feels and it's always worked out for him at times, and that's good for him. But going forward, it will be interesting to see what happens. Now his thoughts on the AEW locker room. This is what Paige had to say. You've got a lot of great workers there, a lot of people who can talk as well. Jericho is 50 some odd years old, whatever he is, and he's still a top dog that can talk and put on the greatest matches ever. Every single person will sing his words of his song, and they're still humming the tunes even after the entrance is over. Now, he's over in so many different ways, and then so is John Moxley. Punk definitely is. Then you have MJF, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. I mean, they have so much talent here. If you'd like to hear more about what Diamond Dallas Page had to say about AEW and share more of his thoughts. Continue following E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark has more on this article right now. Wardlow is making news at this hour. Wardlow says that he realized his dream very late and he talks about the all-out confrontation. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour. AEW wrestler Wardlow spoke with the Daily Gazette to discuss the debut of All Elite Wrestling in Albany, New York happening tomorrow night on Dynamite. Now during the interview, the reigning AEW TNT champion commented on getting a late start in the world of professional wrestling and how he views his accomplishments so far since he's begun. Now, on his reaction when the pandemic hit, he would go on to say, and I quote, I just had my dreams come true. I'm finally a pro wrestler. I'm finally on TV. I'm traveling the United States city to sea. And then it was taken away from me so quickly. And I remember thinking to myself, is this really my luck? I finally make it to my dreams. They all come true. And now it is over. Now, Wardlow also commented about what he sees for his future after the all-out confrontation. Absolutely, there's going to be some changes. I'm just entering a new era of my life. and I'm evolving and things are changing. I've become hungrier, more intense tense and I'm a different version of myself and I'm ready to display that in full force. I'm ready to let the rest of the world know how I feel. Now on his views of his accomplishments thus far in AEW, he would go on to say, I have to, on a daily basis, truly remind myself that this is my life. I got started late in pro wrestling. I'm 34. AEW's only been around for three years. I went through a lot of negatives in my life to get to this point. After 13 years of struggling with depression, drugs, alcohol, everything you could throw at me, only three years of your dreams isn't enough to reverse all of that. There's days that I remind myself, hey, you're living your dream. This is your life now, and everything's going to be okay. 
It's powerful and it's overwhelming at times, but I thank God multiple times a day and every day that this is what my life has become. If you'd like to find out more about what Wardlow had to say about his life and his career thus far in AEW, continue following E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark has more. Ryan Clark is staying busy today. He's writing about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega resurfaces once again. We also have some news on a Bret Hart celebration in Canada and so much more. Now, yesterday reported on E-Wrestling News that Kenny Omega resurfaced on Monday at the headquarters of Japanese wrestling apparel company Hamong. And among other things, the cleaner was spotted at the official Sega headquarters in Japan. Now, you can definitely check out the Sega official Twitter account, which has a picture of Kenny Omega. WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart celebrated for his Canada Walk of Fame induction during the celebration in Calgary on Monday. Hart received an honorary plaque for his induction onto the Walk of Fame. There's a video online right now, and you can see everything that happened in that very important moment. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and Ryan Clark will have more. There's some new news on tomorrow's AEW Dynamite, and what are going to be happening at the TV tapings in Albany. Now, AEW wrestler and broadcaster Paul White recently spoke to WNYT Channel 13 to hype tomorrow night's Dynamite and AEW Rampage tapings taking place in Albany. Now, you can check out all the information as the link is below on a video. Now, in addition to that, the acclaims Max Caster and Anthony Bowen's Serena Deeb, Ricky Starks, will also be doing a pre-show meet-and-greet tomorrow at the MVP Arena in Albany, New York, prior to AEW Dynamite. The meet-and-greet starts at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to keep up with everything AEW, follow them on social media at AEW. And if you'd like to find out more about what they have as far as merchandise, check them out on Twitter at ShopAEW. For more information on all things AEW, continue following the very busy Ryan Clark as he will bring you more information. Ryan Clark's also writing at this date about Sammy Guevara. He discusses being a pillar in AEW as he cuts a impassioned promo. Now, Sammy Guevara has a lot to get off his chest these days, and he did this in his latest vlog. In his vlog, which is online right now, Guevara cuts a passionate promo about finally getting the recognition he feels he richly deserves. His win over Darby Allen last week on AEW Rampage. This is what he said. I just beat Darby Allen, one of the pillars. Two of us, right? Who's the real pillar? Everybody talks about Max, MJF. Everybody talks about Jungle Boy and Darby. Who's the real pillar in this place? I've been here since day one. I've seen so many guys come and go. So many guys come into this company, right? And guys go right back on the truck and out of here. So how does that work out for me? John Moxley? Moxley has to be a pillar, right? How many of the posters do you want to have John Moxley sign? I've been here since day one, and I need to serve to get the respect that I deserve. Everyone here needs to understand who I am when it comes to this locker room. It's going to be happening. Now, from now on, fans, these ungrateful fans, I found happiness with all you guys, but then you turned on me. So why did you do it? You know what? Screw it. I don't even need you all. I never needed you. I only need myself. And this Wednesday, in the Tournament of Champions, when I beat John Moxley and I win the whole Tournament of Champions, everything's going to change for me. I'm going to get what I've always wanted. I'm going to get the recognition that I so, so deserve. Everything. I'm going to be here. Not because I got fired from somewhere else. I'm here because I want to be here. I'm not asking for my release. I want to be here. I don't have to go and work anywhere else. I don't need any other days off during the week. I'm putting on five-star matches, and I don't even get recognition for it. What do you think about that, Dave Meltzer?
you want to give five stars to your favorites, but who are your favorites? And after I win this world title, that itself is going to change. For more information on everything Sammy Guevara, continue following eWrestling News, and don't forget to turn, tune into Dynamite tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard on TBS. Sammy Guevara will go against John Moxley in the semifinals of the AEW Dynamite Champions Tournament live from Albany, New York. With more information, continue following AEW for more information on their Tournament of Champions. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour, Booker T reacts to CM Punk's complaining about wrestlers not wanting to take other people's advice. Now, During a recent edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T commented on CM Punk bringing up Hangman Adam Page and talking about him not wanting to take advice from the veterans backstage. How Punk ignored talking about MJF during the post-AEW 2022 media scrum and so much more. Now, on how CM Punk was bringing up Angman Adam Page and talking about how he and others do not like to take advice from veterans backstage, CM Punk said this, He's one of the main guys. He doesn't take advice at all, says Booker. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, because he's able to go out and to say that, I did this and I did that. You know, that's the advice that comes from the other veterans who worked before him. At least they're going to go out there and say it publicly on television in front of the world. And that's my point. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's one thing that most of us in this situation wouldn't do. And I'm not trying to throw shade at him at all. But he is the oldest guy in the locker room. And he's the oldest guy in this entire situation we're talking about. He should be the guy most mature in the room. And he said it himself. I'm working with a bunch of kids here. And maybe it's true. Maybe he means that. I need to go down to travel. And I need to go ahead and see what's going on with these kids. Maybe I can bring them up to my level. That's the way you should deal with younger people. Now, in addition to that, he also talked about how Punk ignored talking about MJF during the presser, how that was a very detrimental thing to do, especially since MJF just made his triumphal return in front of a thunderous ovation in Chicago. Just think about it. CM Punk just got crowned the champion. CM Punk had just confronted MJF, and he wants to talk about Colt Cabana? None of this absolutely makes sense. Now, he also went on to say how CM Punk not putting over MJF and how AEW needs to also be able to trust their talent when they're speaking in public. Just think about this for a second. MJF made a huge return, confronts CM Punk, and in the presser, Punk is asked a question about MJF, and he answers the question in about 10 seconds. He says, we'll just cross that bridge when we get to it. Next question. So it's like, I'm not even going to cut a promo MJF. I'm not even going to give him the benefit of the doubt to say that he's even a talented person in this company. I'm not going to even put him over because he just showed up. That was definitely hard for me. You've got to be able to trust your wrestlers and your talent when you put them in front of certain situations. You've got to be able to trust what they're going to say and trust them and knowing they're going to do the right thing at the right time. But most importantly, they can't miss dates, they can't no-show, and they've got to always be able to perform. If you'd like to find out more about what Booker T had to say about the media scrum and the things that CM Punk did not do instead of the things that he did, continue following Ryan Clark and more information is forthcoming. Eric Bischoff is once again chiming in on the whole AEW situation. Earlier this week, we reported that Eric Bischoff said that he would take the microphone away from CM Punk and politely have him leave. Now, during the latest edition of his 83 Weeks podcast, Eric Bischoff uncommented on why he believes Punk should be fired from All Elite Wrestling. Additionally, the former WCW president commented on a possible legal battle between both parties 
who might be involved in a fight that could last a while. This is what Bischoff had to say. Let's just go through an exercise here. Let's say the Young Bucks were leaking internal information about what was going on behind the scenes in AEW, and they were leaking information to Dave Meltzer. I don't blame Punk for being pissed off about that. That's chicken shit and juvenile high school stuff, if you ask me. I wouldn't blame Punk for being hot. What I blame him for is the way he handled it in a humiliating way right in front of Tony Khan. That's the issue I have with Punk. Even if that actually happened and the Young Bucks did leak information to Meltzer and he published the information as a way to get heat on Punk, I completely believe that could have actually happened. But still, it doesn't forgive Punk to do what he did. Punk didn't do the right thing. To make millions of dollars a year from a company like AEW and completely trash the company in the process at a press conference. And for that reason, I would get rid of Punk. Regardless of what happened and what caused the reaction, Punk's actions are far more egregious than any alleged circumstances that caused it. So Punk would have to go under my circumstances. He would have to be gone. I would let the guy go, and I would not be talking any more about him and saving all of those millions of dollars. And I would never let him go on television again with a live mic, or an interview for that matter. I wouldn't want him to be around. I just can't imagine the scenario where you would keep that guy. I just can't imagine. Now, Bischoff also talked about a possible legal battle between CM Punk and AEW. This is what Bischoff said. If they do, it's just a guessing game at this point. Who is actually involved? Who would be involved in the litigation? And what's keeping everything going right here? How are things going to be determined? How does it pan out for AEW from a legal perspective? Are they bulletproof? Otherwise, you just got a disgruntled employee trying to express grievances to a multi-million dollar company that has two executive vice presidents, such as the Young Bucks, who were involved in a physical confrontation or just a disgruntled argument with a guy who just tore a tricep? I submit, perhaps, that he did get his torn tricep. But you know what? At the end of the day, he got a potential legal issue on his hands, and that's a big one. If Punk can maintain that he was hurt inside the ring and there was a physical confrontation, then he's got to have surgery and he may not be able to wrestle, and therefore he's not going to make any money. Now, if he can't wrestle and some attorney is going to say he had at least 10 solid years left in his career, such as look at Jericho, the guy who's 50 and still going, so that's about a $50 million lawsuit, and that for AEW would be a mess. Now, they keep him around and they don't fire him because they're trying to navigate those tricky waters, but that's just my guess right now. For more information on everything that's happening in the world of Eric Bischoff, continue to follow eWrestling News and his podcast, 83 Weeks, for more information. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour, Claudio Castanoli credits Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as being a major influence on his career. Now, Ryan Clark is writing, Claudio Castanoli has credited Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for being a big influence on his pro wrestling career. During a recent appearance on AEW Unrestricted Podcast, Castanoli opened up about Steamboat's influence on his career, which independent talent he would like to face today, and so much more. Here are some of the highlights. Now, on how Steamboat was an influence with him. I watched so much of Ricky Steamboat in my Ring of Honor days, actually, because that was one of the first times I was a babyface, and I was like... What better babyface to watch than Ricky Steamboat? And I got like 12 or 13 DVD collections of the best of Ricky the Dragon. You know what? He's amazing. I mean, all the moves he did in the ring and the way he makes the audience feel, it's second to none. And then I got to go to FCW and there he was one of our coaches. And you know, to learn from him firsthand was just so special and cool. And then also, it was very special to watch somebody on TV so much and now they're actually working with you. 
and he still looks great. He's 70 years old and he still looks fantastic. So that always makes me very happy when you see one of your idols or the people you look up to and now they're older, but they're still doing great. It gives me so much hope. Now on the topic of which independent star Claudia would like to fall to face, he says, I'm going to be honest, I'm not completely brushed up on all my indie stuff right now because I'm doing everything I can with the talent on AEW Dark. That's where you're going to see the best of the indies. That's definitely a lot of the talent and where they are right now. I'd like to go out there and see if I can hang with them in the ring. So many reasons why I came to AEW. I love this place so much because there's so much talent beyond what you get to see on TV. If you really love wrestling, you should watch AEW Dark on YouTube. It's one of the best stuff that you can ever see. You're going to see the people of the future there, which is always why I love to catch the show. If you'd like to find out more about what Claudio Castagnoli had to say about his experience in AEW and more about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, continue to read this article with Ryan Clark over on E-Wrestling News. John Moxley is making news at this hour. John Moxley was actually the vacation until the all-out media scrum. This is what happened. John Moxley was scheduled to be on a six-week vacation after All Out was over, but that changed pretty quickly after the brawl broke out between CM Punk and the EVPs at the backstage at All Out. AEW eventually stripped CM Punk of the World Heavyweight title and created a tournament to crown a new champion. Now, Robert Anthony appeared on an episode of the Tyrus and Timp podcast recently. During it, he spoke about finishing a fishing trip with John Moxley and how he planned to take some time off after the big show. He would go on to say, Moxley is doing well, man. He was supposed to be on vacation for the next six weeks. We were going to go fishing again. Now he's back at work. He's not happy about it, Anthony said. And he also would go on to say, he's pissed off that he's back at work and he cut a hell of a promo on Wednesday. We'll see where all of this goes. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's a lot of negatives in the positives over there as well. Now Moxley will take on Chris Jericho, who was not originally scheduled to be on Dynamite, but he also got thrown into the mix as well. You will see them both in action on AEW Dynamite this coming Wednesday on TBS. For more information on John Moxley, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour for eWrestling News. AEW removes Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks from the full gear promotional posters. Now, as it was reported, CM Punk ripped Colt Cabana, Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks at the post-AEW media scrum. Now, Punk was part of a fight with Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, in the backstage locker room along with Ace Steel. Later, he was stripped along with the Young Bucks of their AEW championships, and being the Elite YouTube series has now been on hiatus. Additionally, the Elite have been pulled from advertising for the Full Gear event, which is supposed to take place on November the 19th. To find out more exactly what's happening and how long this suspension may last for the Young Bucks, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. There's an update on the story about the Young Bucks allegedly reaching out to WWE. Now, AEW tag team, the Young Bucks, have denied claims that they reached out to WWE over the possibility of jumping to the company. Now, the Bucks have been with AEW since day one and serve as executive vice presidents of the company along with their partner Kenny Omega. It was reported last month that the two had reached out to a friend who works for WWE. Rather, they worked 
out and reached out to someone who works in management as well. Now, the friend, a WWE superstar who reportedly instructed to inform management that the Bucks would be willing to discuss offers to join after the current contracts expire in AEW. Dave Meltzer claimed that Nick and Mac Jackson denied the situation during the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, in the past, the Bucks have said that they've talked with Triple H about joining prior to going to AEW in 2019. The Bucks and Kenny Omega are currently serving out suspensions for AEW due to their involvement in the media scrum Melee. For more information on what the Young Bucks may be doing after their contracts expire, continue following eWrestling News, and more information is forthcoming. Jim Cornette is making news at this hour. Jim Cornette praises an AEW segment as one of the best promos in wrestling. Jim Cornette, the most outspoken media personality in the world of professional wrestling and podcasting, has actually given some rare praise to AEW following a promo by John Moxley on last week's episode of Dynamite. During the show, Moxley had an intense promo with MJF where he spoke about the importance of the AEW World Championship. On his podcast, Cornette, who often criticizes AEW, program many, many times, actually praised this segment, and this is what he had to say. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but this promo was brilliant. This promo was not only the best, I mean, it was one way Moxley went out there, and he did it. He ain't going to top this. This was not only the best John Moxley promo I've ever heard, it was actually one of the best promos in pro wrestling period that I've ever heard in a particular situation. Now, Cornette would also go on to say, he put the tournament and the guys in it over. He made himself the underdog and then vowed to take a shot and bring home the gold. You can tell he really wants to be champion right now. He wants to be that guy in the company. Now, Moxley is one of the names that is listed in the AEW World Championship Tournament. He will face Sammy Guevara in the semifinals this week from Albany, New York, when it's on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The winner will face either Chris Jericho or Brian Danielson in the semifinals on September 21st at the Grand Slam at the Arthur Ashe Stadium for Dynamite. With more information on everything in the world of Jim Cornette, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on this will be made further. Let's go ahead and jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. Making news at this hour, William Regal addresses the locker room issues with the boys in the back and how things used to be handled back in the day. Now, right now, Dakota Cohen is writing in, following AEW's four pay-per-views a year, All Out, CM Punk made his feelings known about certain subjects as far as the talent in AEW. He also commented on Colt Cabana, and after the media scrum, a fighting curd. Now, this included, as we had mentioned before, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. It also included Christopher Daniels, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, Pat Buck, Ace Steel, in which all of them have been suspended and told not to come back until an investigation, but an independent is completed. Now, former NXT general manager William Regal addressed how the issues in the locker room would have been handled back in the day. Regal would go on to say this, One of the main jobs that I had, it wasn't even my job title, but it's the kind of person I am, and I was doing it before the job even had a name, and I did it for over 10 years. I can put fires out with people, Regal said on the Gentleman Villain podcast. I put a lot of fires out with people, and I still can do it with people if they ask me. If you think if you think things get out of hand, you just let people start gossiping, and people get into their own groups and their own cliques and their own friends, and it becomes very, very, very sad. It becomes bigger and bigger, and then nobody wants to talk to anybody. You know what? It's all about the gossip. It starts growing, and then it grows more. 
Regal nor one of the Blackpool Combat Club members were involved in the brawl that happened at the post-all-out media scrum, but he does say he will be ready if he needs to be called upon if anything else happens in the backstage. For more information on William Regal, continue following his Villains Podcast, Gentlemen's Villains Podcast, and continue following eWrestling News for more information. Dominic D'Angelo is writing news about Monday Night Raw. Dominic D'Angelo is writing WWE Raw was competing for eyes on Monday, as it competed with Monday Night Football as it's made its way back to national television. Now, WrestleNomics released viewership information for the episode, and now it's officially out. Raw had 1.7 million viewers. Now, that's down 17% from last Monday. The key demographics suffered even worse decline as Raw was watched by 574,000 on average between the ages of 18 to 49. That's down 24% from last week's, which was a .44 in the key demo of 18 to 49. Now, Raw came in at number 7 overall for cable and 11 for broadcast primetime as the season premiere of Monday Night Football aired on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2, totaling 19.8 million viewers with a combo of a 5.57 share of the 18 to 49. Monday Night Football also had an intriguing duo quarterback with Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos facing his old team, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, if there is a silver lining for Raw this week, it was up in comparison to last year. Now, last year at this time, it also went up against the season premiere of Monday Night Football, but only accrued 1.6 million viewers on average. That's 3% less than this week. Now, the demographic was just a rating point down at 0.43 in comparison to this week's number. Now, additionally, Fightful is reporting that sources within the company expected the WWE Raw numbers to be lower than the 1.7, but they were very happy where they landed this week. As many people know, with Monday Night Football now being around in the staple until at least January, many people realize that the Raw ratings will definitely take a hit. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Alexa Bliss. Wrestling Inc. is writing in at this hour about Alexa. Alexa was not a good travel week for her. As a member of WWE Raw brand, she's been aligned with Asuka on Raw. The women's champion, Bianca Belair, lately in an effort to thwart Bayley, Dakota Kai, and Eero Shirai collectively known as Damage Control. But Damage Control isn't Bliss, the only enemy at the moment. She's also seemingly now in a feud with American Airlines. That's why she's not traveling the friendly skies. Y'all, my flight is delayed because of a tray table in row 17 is broken and they have to wait for maintenance to fix it, Bliss tweeted. I can't make this up. Third, American Airlines flight that's been delayed this week. Now, a fan online suggested that Bliss switch airline carriers, but she revealed that's why this isn't an option at the time. She would go on to say, unfortunately, we get our company airlines through them and that's who they use. Now, while Bliss figures out what she's going to do with her airline woes, her next landing target may involve gold. During the September 12th episode of Monday Night Raw, Bliss and Asuka saved Bel Air as she was being attacked by Damage Control, which was Dakota Kai and Iro Shirai, and they won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships earlier that night, and Asuka signaled that she and Bliss would be going after the title. For more information on all things Alexa Bliss inside and in the friendly skies, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Kevin Owens is making news at this hour. Kevin Owens' internal WWE on-screen role reportedly has changed. Now, Ross Berman's writing in at this hour, it's officially safe to cheer for Kevin Owens again. P. 
PW Insider is reporting that Owens has been moved to the babyface section of WWE's internal roster. Owens has been in a simmering feud with men's Money in the Bank winner Austin Theory, confronting the former United States champion on last night's edition of Raw. Now, the two exchanged words before Theory escaped a stunner that was supposed to be intended for him. Owens has been a heel for the entire of his run in WWE, but he remains a favorite among fans for his in-ring work and his mic work. The former NXT and Universal Champion was the glue that held together a ridiculous storyline about twin brothers Elias and Ezekiel enduring him to fans despite sending Ezekiel to the hospital last month. Now, following Vince McMahon's resignation as the creative person in charge of WWE, Triple H took over. Owens declared a return to the prize fighter, a persona that he portrayed in 2014 upon his NXT debut. While he initially came out to confront babyface Drew McIntyre, Owens has been taking on heels ever since. Wrestling likes like Theory and Chad Gable, while reportedly calling out people like Roman Reigns and other people of the bloodline, including Owens' lifelong friend and former tag team partner, Sami Zayn. The audience's reaction to Owens' babyface run has been explosive, as WWE Raw arenas have been heard breaking into thunderous KO chants. Now, Owens also recently looked back at his WrestleMania 38 main event with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a cryptic timed tweet that posts, that he was taking a jab at former AEW world champion CM Punk. Owens is famously close to Matt and Nick Jackson, whom Punk reportedly brawled with in that infamous locker room brawl after AEW's all-out media conference. For more information on all things Kevin Owens, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Paul Heyman is making news at this hour. You know, facts about Paul Heyman, only hardcore fans seem to know. Benjamin Fablo is writing in, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Whenever those words seem to hit the ears of wrestling fans, oh, they know they're in for something special. From a very young age, Paul Heyman would never just be one in the crowd. He would be the crowd in the world of professional wrestling. Heyman was instilled with his unwavering hustle by his parents and then into himself when he was working. The attitude and the prosperity of stretching the truth behooved Heyman, helping Heyman get a foothold in the world of wrestling. From hustling his way backstage at Madison Square Garden to revolutionizing the world of wrestling with ECW, the man's career has been quite the odyssey. Having managed stars like the Midnight Express to Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns, it's rarely ever hurting a guy like Paul Heyman for people to be Paul Heyman guys. Since there are few facts regarding Heyman, they might not be aware of all the things that he is. So, there's many things that many people may know about Paul Heyman, but some people may not know. Did you know he lied his way to get in to his first gig? Paul Heyman is well known for using his lying tactics to get what he wants. In the opening segments of his WWE documentary, My Name is Paul Heyman, Heyman regaled viewers about a story about breaking into the business. From his first moment seeing pro wrestling on television, a young man was immediately transfixed by the allure of the squared circle, and after his own moderate success, he also started to realize his thirst was growing. Seeking to venture behind the scenes in pro wrestling, Heyman pulled the first big hustle. Using information regarding Vince McMahon Sr. from the Village Voice, Heyman was able to acquire a press pass that got him into Madison Square Garden. Many people also don't know he had many influential mentors, one being Captain Lou Albano. But if you'd like to read more about what he did with Studio 54, what he did hanging with people in the AWA, find out more when you read this article that is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc.
Continuing with the headlines, Cody Rhodes is commenting on his time with Ring of Honor. Now, many people know the former AEW, now turned WWE star, was also in Ring of Honor for a brief time. After betting on himself, Cody Rhodes has returned to WWE as a major player, and he credits his Ring of Honor time for putting him on the right path. Rhodes took a moment on Twitter to celebrate the wedding anniversary with Brandy Rhodes, sharing an oldie but goodie photo of the two of them during the Ring of Honor days. This prompted a fan to comment on Rhodes for his memorable run in Ring of Honor, and the American Nightmare put over his time with promotion and the previous employees there. This is what he said. It was a lovely time. Ring of Honor was so good to me, Rhodes wrote. Got to work with the Bucks, Big Frank Lethal, Hunter, CD, Joe, Greg, Chrissy, in a super underrated promotion team that allowed me to play my music uninterrupted. We got to legit change the wrestling world, and it shaped me as a competitor and as a person. If you would like to read more about what he had to say about his time in Ring of Honor, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc., and more information on this will be coming forward. Brian Gerwitz is making news at this hour. Brian Gerwitz says that it isn't his place to help The Rock's daughter with big decisions when it comes to wrestling. Now, Brian Gerwitz is a former WWE writer who spent much of his time working side-by-side -side with Dwayne The Rock Johnson on scripting his promos and what he would say on TV. While The Rock is not nearly as active in pro wrestling as he once was, his daughter Simone Johnson is currently training at WWE's Performance Center in hopes of one day becoming a star in the same company of her father. While the 21-year-old has yet to make her TV debut, she's cut a promo on NXT Live Events where she announced her name as Ava Rain, and she gave herself the nickname The Final Girl. Now, he would also go on to say this, I collaborated with Dwayne a lot. We always wrote our promos together, Gerwitz said on Sports Key to Wrestling, but it's not my place as a writer to tell Simone, you're either going to use your real name or use your real identity. It's like she can do what she wants to do. What does she want to do? You, we have to make sure she's most comfortable with whatever persona she chooses to have. I can't imagine the pressure of having to live up to be a fourth generation star. But this is her world now. This is her, you know? The playground to explore her craft and create her own persona. So I think ultimately whatever her decision is, whatever she decides to do, it will be the right one. I'm truly excited to know what she's going to do next and how her progress takes her. You know what? I can't wait, and I hope I can help introduce her. For more information on everything that's happening with The Rock's Daughter, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forward. That's going to do it for all the headlines today for Tuesday, September the 13th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking information in the world of wrestling. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my 
my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The Rit.